This is the Counting on Her podcast, brought to you by the Arizona chapter of WIFS, Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services association with programming created for women by women. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on the WIFS podcast. This is Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the Phoenix chapter. Um, today we are interviewing Dr. Soar. And just now I asked him how he would like me to interview him because he has a multitude of, of valuable titles. And so I'm going to let Dr. Soar introduce himself <laughs> just because of that. So Dr. Soar, tell us all about what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. So it's a pleasure to be here. So I have a medical center in Scottsdale called The Source of Health. And what we do is at the very surface level, we help people look and feel better without drugs and surgery. That doesn't mean I don't do drugs or minor surgery, but I think that it's important to know that we're going to aim at treating the root cause first and foremost. And physical health and mental health go hand in hand. We have our inner physical, we have our outer physical, we have our inner mind, we have our outer mind. I think it's very important to be able to have someone on your side as an advocate to be able to put all those pieces together and at least know where to start. Yes. Yep. That absolutely is something that I could use myself. It is. How did you get started? Definitely not a straight path for sure. (laughs) It never is. (laughs) No, lots of winding roads. I think the most important thing that happened to me was when I was 18 years old and I hurt my back. Mm. How'd you hurt your back? I stood up in college from doing homework it was not a fun story. I just stood up, honestly. <laughs> and you just like threw your back out or what? Terribly. Oh, okay. So I had a good time. I was limping. I barely made it through my freshman year of college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. yep I so, feel- and so, I mean, tragic. yes, but it all led you to here. It was the best yep. worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Best so no thing. regrets with it. I mean, I've been in so much pain in my life, not being able to walk and crawling on the floor. Yeah. If anyone's ever thrown their back out before. <laughs> Uh, you can definitely commiserate with me on that one. Yeah. But it's what happened after that that truly changed it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of that had to do with the person that I was, mm-hmm. my upbringing prior to the event. But it's also what happened afterwards. And my introduction to things like yoga and chiropractic. My father's a pharmacist, so I know drugs very, very well. My uncle's a surgeon, so like I, I get the medical field. But I stayed away from it for so long because... I've been told, and you can see what happens in healthcare. I remember, was like, why would you want to be a part of that? Yeah. But you can't fight what's happening inside of you. I am a scientist. I was nature boy growing up. Like science was my jam. Like they, the <laughs> teachers couldn't explain why I did so well in science and everything else. I really just didn't care that much about. Yeah, yeah. So, it's where you were supposed to be. It's your passion. It's my hyper focus for yeah. sure. So I just like to be ridiculously helpful with people and their health. Yeah, that's so good. Thanks. What's your ideal client then? So I like to see people, it's really funny because I see most people as they're on the nines, 29, 39, 49, 59. They're about to hit that (laughs) next decade of life and they know that they're not 21 anymore and they're starting to climb and pull straws like, what's going on? I don't feel the way that I used to. Something's going on or it's gone on for too long. Mm -hmm. I love to be people's first, but I also see people after they've been around to so many doctors and they're just really, really displeased with the service that they're receiving, mm. if you want to even call it that. Mm. So the eight minute visit, the you know turn and burn model is really a sick care and uh, insurance based model that is not focused or putting value in the patient's hand. Mm-hmm. So we do patient centered care. 
So what we do in our practice is we start off by figuring out where is your baseline? Where are you at right now? Mm -hmm. And we do a complex battery of, you know, between blood work, physical exams, and we figure out what's the most important thing for you. And if you're deficient in something, we want to raise that deficiency. If you have too much of something, we want to get rid of whatever that is. People in this country are very, very trained on taking a pill for every ill. Mm -hmm. And that pill might be a medication, but it's very simple to switch over into a supplement or an herb. But are we actually helping the person with that? Mm -hmm. You don't know unless you put it to the test. Mm -hmm. So we really need to evaluate where someone is first and foremost. The second thing that I think our country is really good on doing is passing the buck and passing the blame and saying, instead of taking accountability for your own actions, someone else will do it for you or you can wait until later and you're not actually like diabetic right now. So we can just wait Mm. instead of like, well, is it starting? Like I'm 29, (laughs) I'm 39. Like, is it going to happen to me? Well, what are the steps that I can do? Well, it's not a problem right now. So there's nothing to worry about. Mm hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll have to push back on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that age is your number one killer for everyone across Mm. the board. Mm -hmm. Then it's heart disease and cancer and everything else falls after that. So if you know what you're going to pass away from, looking at family history, looking at life events, uh, that let's start with talking, having a light conversation about it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to treat that in the back of our mind, but also focus on what's your main concern right now. Yeah, that holistic approach too. Yeah, it's integrating, it's putting everything together, it's treating the whole person and and really establishing what a good relationship is between doctor and patient. Mm -hmm. My job is not to tell you what to do, it's to give you the right information and the empowerment of knowledge so that way you know what to do. Mm -hmm. The belief system. It would be nice if we started this in kindergarten. <laughs> it would be. Like, why didn't anybody tell me that? Yeah. Right? No, I feel you. I feel you. I don't think we uh, have a good, I don't know, upbringing usually of how to better. live. It is getting better. It is. Right? I think the world is turning more conscientious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because of people like you, though. Yeah, um, I feel like I have a full slew of doctors who, like what you're saying, just here's the pill, go ahead and go. Yeah. Um, so it, it is really nice to hear you actually caring so much about that patient mm-hmm. that it is that knowledge base. Yeah. It, it's unique. There's a saying, health is not an expense, mm-hmm. it's an investment. Mm. You're talking to a financial girl. I, I love that one. I think that one was a good one for, <laughs> for your audience. But it's very, very true. Yes. So the way I like to explain this is with a very simple analogy of a plane. Mm. If a plane is up at 10,000 feet in elevation and the engine's cut off, it's going to glide. And it can only glide so far. Mm -hmm. Well, if that same plane, all the other conditions are right, but it was at 20,000 feet and it were to glide, it's going to glide further. Mm -hmm. Yes, it will. So raise the bar sooner. I think that works on the financial side as well. Oh, absolutely. You have a bigger lump sum to start with. Mm -hmm. That compound interest is a beautiful thing. Yep. Yes, it is. Somebody just blushed. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that analogy, too, because I always tell people like uh, a dollar today will not be a dollar tomorrow. So to your point, your health today is not going to be your health tomorrow. It is going to slowly decline just because of age and just because of the time of things. Everything has its time. Lifestyle medicine is a really important component to what we do. Mm -hmm. I have in my practice organized what we do into four key distinct 
pillars. And it's very simple and easy. And a lot of people cross pollinate over into these four pillars because you're like, yeah, I want all of that. Yeah. So the first one is live better. Mm -hmm. That's our lifestyle and functional medicine, looking at your hormones, looking at diet and exercise, things of sorts of like what's happening in my body at the cellular level. Mm. Can we get our cells to function better? There's a lot of things that get in the way. And there's a lot of things that if you don't have it, you know, you've got an empty gas tank. It's not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. Yep. The what? second part is heal better. Now, if you have an injury or, you know, just time around the sun going around how many laps you've done, there is a that constant rate of decline, about a 1% every year after your mid-20s. It's okay. That depresses me. <laughs> well, a lot of people are aging more rapidly due to stress and yeah. environmental exposure. So mm-hmm. if the you know, textbook rate is 1% and people are aging maybe faster than that, well, what about you know, fixing that rate of decline? Mm-hmm. That's a really easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So healing better is stimulating the body to heal itself. We have all of the mechanisms and tools. Now, it's hard to go anywhere around and not have heard of stem cells or platelets, PRP therapy. And this is what regenerative medicine is. It's using and biohacking, if you want to use the word, uh, the tools and mechanisms within our own body to stimulate natural healing. So we use this a lot for orthopedics. Okay. People that have, you know, got that knee and it clicks and uh, kind of like hurts me. here. I feel, uh, I feel here, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not 21 anymore. <laughs> not. Right? But it happens as we get older and especially after 50, But I see a lot of people prior to 50. I mean, the the 30s and 40s are good because we haven't really cut off the engine yet. Mm -hmm. We're still able to escalate, go higher up in elevation before the engine does cut off. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, And we can call cutting off that engine retirement. Okay. Just to be synonymous or analogous to what you're doing. Yeah. Right? So our, our next pillar that we have is looking better. Look better is great because look better fixes the mentality and the mentality fixes the look better side too. Mm-hmm. Our skin is just like a muscle, is just like the rest of our body. It does wear out over time. Mm-hmm. Things like UV radiation, yes, you have to wear your sunscreen. It, and it's what we've done in our youth, burns, things like that. Blood sugar makes a huge impact on your skin. Sugar sticks to things, yes? Yes. Okay, so sugar sticks to proteins in your skin. And mm-hmm. that's what creates that leathery look. It's called glycation. Mm-hmm. Sorry for medical words, but no, yeah, no. So that's what happens. So we have to find ways to fix that because if you look in the mirror mm-hmm. and you look at somebody you've never seen before, the same facial recognition software in your brain within a millisecond knows your age, your gender, your health, and your emotional status for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you look tired and angry all the time, but you're not? Yeah, that's a mixed message. Yeah. That can impact people's relationships. Mm-hmm. How about a job interview? Yeah. How about courtship if you're dating? Mm-hmm. I want I want to know some good. I want to I want to have some good elasticity. That's you know. That's right. 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 <laughs> so structure and stability go hand in hand. So that's really important. And then my final pillar is move better. And you cannot help somebody truly if they're stuck. Mm. If their body, our bodies are, are physical creatures. Right. If you don't use them, use it or lose it. When we have an injury, we compensate, we baby that injury. But if you don't rehabilitate appropriately, now you've got a new pattern that hits the nervous system. So your mind map is going to change. If you break a bone, go in a cast, six weeks, you come out, that muscle atrophies, right? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely, it does. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But what happens if it didn't heal appropriately? Or even worse, if you had to have surgery and now you've been surgically altered? Mm-hmm. Well, your structure is off, so your function is off. So we need to be able to retrain those patterns. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like a lot of times when you do have those surgeries or whatnot, let's say your leg or whatnot, then your back goes out. Right. I it's mean, all connected. Yeah. There's a song that goes something like head bone is connected to head. the shoulder. <laughs> bone. There's a song. I, I won't, I won't, you know, you won't people through the misery of that, of me trying to sing a song. But I think it's important to know that everything is connected and your foot is incredibly important just as much as your head posture and sitting in a chair versus people that stand all day or have multiple two functions, very physical labor jobs. They have their own afflictions. And if there's an injury at work, what does that do to the ramifications within the person's life? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's important to note that if you're unable to do the work that you do, how are you going to save up that nest egg? Mm. And you don't want to just work all of your life to when you retire and then you can't do anything and you're visiting doctors every single week. That's not a new job at retirement. It's supposed to be able to enjoy the life that you've worked for. So proper planning prevents poor performance. Those are the five P's. Mm. I'll say that again. Proper planning prevents poor performance. It's actually a military term. Mm. And if you get us a little sassy, we can add a sixth one in there if you don't mind. What's the sixth one? Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh, I like that one. So just planning ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a culinary background as well. I don't want to get into that too much. (laughs) But I learned that term from my culinary chef instructor. And... In many kitchens, there's just a saying, it's called mise en place, which is French for a place for everything and everything in its place. So organization and structure help to calm your nervous system. Mm. If you're scattered looking for where's the potato or where's my toothbrush or I don't know where the gym is, like you're scatterbrained. Yes. And that's going to really affect everything around you, your relationships with yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, you're going to be a, a disaster. Mm-hmm. I wish we had a diagnosis code called life out of balance. Because hmm. then we can treat that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I think that applies to a lot of people. It does. It does, unfortunately. And I'm not just the president. I'm also a client, right? I didn't I didn't pop out perfect. And I think perfect is the worst word yeah. to ever, ever insinuate that we should aim for. My word is better. Mm-hmm. In whichever field or vertical you want to think about, how can we do better? Yeah. I don't promise people the world. I, and I'm very, very conservative in the treatments that we offer and the services that we provide. Mm-hmm. No guarantees. Same with us same in the financial it's world. Life, it's life. It's biology. Mm-hmm. You know, we can guarantee that if you do certain measurements, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to develop really bad chronic disease yeah because we're staying on top of it and then we measure we remeasure we track and our trends mm-hmm. so we know when something is going in a direction or not if we're talking about lipid management or cholesterol blood sugar management all of the inflammatory things that happen in our body this leads to our chronic diseases we have cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. cancers neuro neurodegenerative like your alzheimer's and dementia yeah all the things you're like i don't want to have that yeah Nope. Don't even want to think about it. And that's usually what it is, right? Don't even want to face it. Sure. One of the things, and I'll use like the knee for an example, is somebody who had a knee injury. Maybe they fell on their knee in their 20s or 30s. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very simple. And they keep re-injuring it or their foot or they're wearing heels. Sorry, ladies. It does mess up your function. I know. I know. (laughs) But you got to, it's just about balance and you got to do the counter work 
Yes. If you want to be in your heels, you're not in your heels 24-7. So <laughs> I would love to be. That's actually one of my favorite things to so, wear. Okay, guilty <laughs> like, pleasure, right? Yeah. How many shoes do you have in your closet? Yeah, I don't want to talk about Let's it, Dr. Sore. We'll, we'll move forward. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, but if that knee is, is bum in like your 20s or 30s, are you going to just wait until Medicare picks up the knee replacement? That's 40, 50 years of being in misery, mm-hmm. slowly getting worse. So let's do something about it ahead of time, and you won't have to ever have that. Mm-hmm. Current guidelines actually say don't do little tiny surgeries on the knee. We call that a cleanup or a meniscus repair. Okay. Because it, the prognosis is not good. Okay, like, like a Band-Aid on top of a, a wound almost? Anytime you surgically alter, you change something in there. Mm-hmm. And if you remove tissue or uh, clean it up, so this is a guideline from November of 2016. It says basically it was a sham study. So people went and had their cleanup, and then the, another group had just had, had like the little cut. They got put out with anesthesia, so they thought they had the surgery too. Yeah. Guess who developed arthritis sooner? Oh, I'm going to take a good guess here. The surgical group. Yeah. Yeah, the sham surgery, the sham, sham surgery, people who did not have it, essentially the placebo, Yeah. did not develop arthritis. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I guess I could understand going in there and changing the whole entire, I don't know, network in there, and that's why, because it and becomes more sensitive. tissue. No, yeah. there's an indication, like, if something's really, really messed yeah. up, a massive injury, that's different, but... Yeah. For your regular little clicks, pops, rubs, little grinds that they're just more of a nuisance, mm-hmm. it's really advised in the guidelines not to do that. That's just one example. Okay. I mean, I can go through every single system and condition <laughs> in the body. But, you know, evidence moves forward. And science mm-hmm. is really important because it does not prove anything. It just explains things the way that they are better. Yep. And as new studies come out, we get a better and more clear understanding of how biology works and whatever the scientific study is looking at a better explanation of our known universe mm-hmm. mm. yep we are uh always on the up that's for sure there's more information every day that is certain yeah. absolutely yeah. so it's important to make sure that we give people correct information mm-hmm. right there's a lot of misinformation recently oh yeah google yeah. Just- in Google general. it. You know, yeah. Dr. Google is like, <laughs> you've got six weeks left to live. Yeah. It makes people panic. Instead of like, just talk to me. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. And if I'm your person, it's very easy to be in line like, hey, just want to run something by you. No biggie. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that raises the flag for me, we're going to go ahead and alert and go that way. Yeah. I've got stories for everything. I had a gentleman who hadn't seen me for 18 months. He traveled. He moved out of, out of town. He came back. And he's like, you know, I feel like I got asthma on Sunday. I'm like, asthma on Sunday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) I'm like, all right, tell me more about it. So I'm like, you know, I'm getting this little flag popping up for me here. So what if you have a low-level cardiovascular event? You're fine. You came in. You walked in just fine. But your heart rate's elevated. You're having difficulty breathing. Yeah. So I'm going to have you go across the street. I'm going to go to the emergency room. Say I'm having chest pain. Mm-hmm. And call your wife on your way in. And he had thrown clots. He had pulmonary embolisms. Oh. He is so lucky to be alive. Yeah. Wow. He didn't want to go to the hospital because he's coming in. He's just like, yeah, I'm having difficulty breathing. Yep. Saved his life. Wow. Imagine if he hadn't gone, though. Very, yeah. very, very scary. He probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. So sometimes those little just listen. In the listen, right? Yeah. We're, our body doesn't speak in words. Yep. 
through these little whispers and glimmers and sensations. Yep. And we're very attuned to ignoring that. Oh, if yeah. If you have pain, just turn it off. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, is like even like, like for instance, my knees, when they click or whatever, when I tell somebody else, they go, oh, yeah, I have the same problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then it's common. That's okay. That's called appeal to popularity. That's mm-hmm. a logical fallacy. Mm-hmm. There's many other things that are logical fallacies. Like, oh, because it's natural, it's better. Yeah. That's also not true. That's yeah. appeal to nature. Mm-hmm. So logical fallacies really, really do get our minds. Yeah. Our brains are not evolved or programmed to think so far into the future and, and seeing things. But that's why the lens of science allows us to see things more clearly. Mm-hmm. You can track the stock market. You can see trends. Are you going to panic when the stock market crashes? Nope. What do you think? Everything just went on sale. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I learned that from my financial advisor too. Mm-hmm. So everyone's shaking their heads right now. I know you are. Yep. I sure. am. Sure. Yep. So nope. it's that type of situation. Mm-hmm. But just now, with the lens of medicine of healthcare. Right. Absolutely. Well, speaking of of you know connecting with you, how does somebody start? having these conversations with you? Is there, you know, resources online? Like how can somebody really start here oh, today? Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I definitely recommend people follow me on Instagram. Okay. Huge voice there. Just Dr. Steven Soar, all one word. I will give you everyone fair warning. I tell dad jokes every Friday. <laughs> oh, I love dad jokes. Oh, yeah. Okay. The rest are nerding out moments. I do scientific education in there. And I post before and after pictures, a little bit of everything. So it keeps people generally entertained. Perfect. The perfect Instagram. <laughs> yeah. My website is mysourceofhealth.com. And that will help you understand, learn a little bit more about which of those four verticals that you want to engage in first. Schedule a consultation. You can even leave a little comment in the uh, form that you fill out. Okay. And then our front desk, Tori, will coordinate everything. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Soar, for talking with us today. So good to get your knowledge, your expertise, and, and your perspective on everything. It is needed. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix, attracting, developing, and advancing women in the insurance and financial services industry. Visit WIFSnational.com.